we just want to share a gift with y'all this season to uh, hopefully uh, help accelerate the work y'all are doing here in Wichita Falls. We love you and pray for you. And we want to say God bless you. Well, we so appreciate it. Y'all have helped us. We've had a lot of testimonies still with our sonogram machine. And we have a service agreement every year that's a little pricey, but if you don't have it, it's not good. City Hope loves what you're doing here at the Center. And uh, with our legacy offering this year, we wanted to kind of help accelerate some of the things y'all are working on. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, so to partner with y'all, and so God bless you. Wow, thank you guys uh, so much. And, uh, anyway, thank you for all you do. Yeah, well, thank y'all for all you do. Um, this is huge. I know it's going to help get some, some ladies and, and guys, too, in our program. And so... I actually have a lady that called me today. Um, she's on her way right now. Should be. Um, she, again, she can't. She just couldn't come up with the the money to get into the program. So this is going to be what that's for. So thank you guys so 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 much. Thank you, City Hope. Oh, come on, let's give Jesus all the praise. Come on, let's give him all the thanks for that. So awesome. God gets all the glory, of course, and, and I want to share a little bit with you about legacy and what that has meant for us over the last week or so, but I do want to look into that camera, just welcome everybody who's live online with us right now, and those of you who are going to be watching in the future, maybe a couple weeks down the road, come on church family, let's put our hands together and welcome everybody online with us today, we're glad you're with us. I do want to just update you on legacy. You know, we, one of the things we do is we, we do the offering last week, but then we spend a lot of time uh, this week just designating those funds and getting those funds sent out the door to different missions partners locally and, and even internationally. And so um, just, just you saw a little bit about local missions right there on the video. Just to kind of update you, you saw the last one there, Hope Center is a Christ-centered recovery program for men and women uh, uh, battling and dealing with addiction. And so our, our gift to them is going to be able to help them um, scholarship men and women into the program. And, and, and when you think about it, it only costs about $700 to get into the program. It's not a lot of money to be able to get into a program. And so we're able to just accelerate for that, that for them and so that they don't have to tell anybody no in Jesus' name. They can accept and welcome people who need that assistance. And then uh, Christ Counseling was one of those. Uh, I don't know if you know it or not, but since 2020, everything bad is up, <laughs> right? I mean, everything that's not good for us is up. Addiction's up. Suicides are up. Mental illness is up. All of the things that we face in life, uh, they're bad, uh, that are bad for us are up. And so uh, there are more people going to counseling than ever before, and because of that, we want to come alongside 
uh, Christ counseling and help them be able to say yes to every person who needs, who needs counseling, by the way. And, and how many of you know we all need counseling? <laughs> we, we all need it. It's, it's not a bad thing. It's, uh, just remove the stigma. If we could just normalize it, it's a good thing. And, and, and so people are going to be blessed and they're going to get healed in Jesus' name because of, that, because of that gift. Can I get an amen there? Yeah. And then the center. I told you last week uh, uh, just a testimony about how we had uh, paid for their sonogram uh, agreement for all of 2022. Well, in 2023, our gift for them is going to be able to do the same thing. But check this out. They gave, we got another story from them that happened this past week. And I, I, I've got to share this uh, because it says... A client came into the center um, in the summer of this year. So 2022, they came in the summer for a sonogram to verify her pregnancy. And she found that she was pregnant with twins. She was undecided. She was concerned. She wasn't sure whether she would keep the babies. She was shocked to hear that there was two. They were unable to follow up with her because it was anonymous. They didn't uh, give their information. The lady didn't give her information. And uh, they couldn't follow up with her to see how it turned out. But this week, on December the 13th of this week, they got a phone call from her with the exciting news that she decided to keep three babies. Triplets. Come on. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) And it's, your, your, your giving helps make that happen for them to be able to keep the agreement on the sonogram, to be able to perform those free sonograms to be, so, that, so that women like that can say yes, on a yes to life. Amen. Isn't that awesome? House of Mercy is another organization that's, that's really, um, it's based in Olney, but it's one of two, um, two Christ-centered recovery programs in the state of Texas, one of two that allow couples to be on site together. And if you know about addiction, you know that sometimes it's not just one spouse, it's both spouses that are dealing with addiction. And so for them to be able to say yes to couples is amazing. And, and our gift to them is going to help them accelerate and build out um, a part of their building to be able to house more couples and say yes to more couples in Jesus' name. And I just love that. I think it's, I think it's awesome. It's powerful. It's good. Amen. I told you about Cuba last week, how our, what, our, what we're doing there is we're uh, going to be able to install seven um, water filter systems in 75 pastors and churches within the island of Cuba, the nation of Cuba. And I know that's something that we don't really think much about, but that is a felt need for them, okay? So imagine if you didn't have access to clean drinking water, how like... Like every, everything that you do, it affects everything that you do. So as we give them clean drinking water, it's going to give them the ability to, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because guess what? All the friends and neighbors are going to start coming over and want some of that free clean drinking water. And they're going to be able to share Jesus Christ with every one of those. So it's what Jesus did all throughout the New Testament. He would feed people and then he would say, oh, let me tell you about uh, the kingdom of God. And, and, and we're going to be able to do the same thing in Cuba that way. Uh, we're also, one of the things that uh, we, we were able to do kind of last minute this week is um, we've known about an organization for quite some time called Convoy of Hope. And many of you have probably heard of Convoy. Uh, they're they're a, an international ministry uh, based here in America. They're actually one of the top 50 charitable organizations in America, and they do work all around the world. 
And uh, so if, if you've ever, uh, wherever there's a tornado, a flood, hurricane, natural disaster, if there's a war around the world, if there's a catastrophe around the world, you can bet they're going to be there. And they're going to be one of the first on the scene. And so we've loved that about about Convoy of Hope, that they're always there. They're boots on the ground, giving hope in Jesus' name. And so uh, we, we're trying to figure out how can we partner with them? How can we make a difference? And they, they said, you know, one of the things about uh, uh, that, that's a focus for them is world hunger. One out of every nine people in the world are, are dealing with hunger issues, starvation. They actually, they said that the statistics say... About 50% of deaths of children age 5 and under are because of malnutrition. Think about that. So, so if, you can, if you can meet someone's hunger need, you might actually save their life. And this is especially true in uh, low-income to mid-income countries around the world. And so what we're going to be able to do is we're, with our gift to Convoy of Hope, we're going to be able to feed and provide medical care for 60 children for 365 days. They're going to receive food and medical care. And yeah, that's pretty incredible. And, the, and they said this. They, they said that your partnership comes at the right time. Currently, public schools in Warsaw, they're talking about Poland, are feeding 60,000 kids a day along the Ukrainian border because of the war. They are asking for convoys ho- uh, help. In 2023, we will try to feed as many of those 60,000 children as we can. And so I just want to say, hey, we're getting to be a part of that, everybody. We're going to do for one what we wish we could do for all of them. But we're going to, we're going to, meet, we're going to do whatever we can to make a difference all in the name of Jesus. Amen? Let's, just, let's do it. Let's make a difference. So I love, I love that. And, and that's going to be an ongoing partnership that we have with them as well, but, but uh, one of the things we talked about was Christmas blessings for pastors, and so we, we've already sent out, uh, and, and I didn't even tell you this at the beginning, I'll tell you about it now, you gave, this church gave in the last seven days nearly $230,000 in the legacy offering, and we've designated 60000 of it already to just go right outside the, the walls of the church. So part of that is making a difference with with pastors, pastors and their, their families who may be struggling in this season. And uh, we, got, um, we, we got a message back from one of those pastors. His name's Pastor Riley. And he said, uh, just this week, I gave a financial gift to my staff for their children. I reminded them that more than anything, I want their kids to love church. That the church wouldn't be something that takes their mom and dad away. It wouldn't be something boring that only brings pressure and expectations from people. See, the church is the bride of Christ, and she's amazing. Well, I had no clue that God would use you, City Hope, to remind my family that God really does see what we do for him and his church. And then check this out. You don't know this, but my wife Tasha and I met in Wichita Falls, Texas at Shepherd Air Force Base. In 2007, two 21-year-old airmen got married and started a family. Fifteen years later, we have four children, and we are leading a one-year-old church reaching military families in Newport News, Virginia. Come on. Can we just give God thanks for that? I love it. 
so awesome. That's, that's, that's our heart, you know, we're from one military town to another, just making a difference, just being a blessing. And um, one, of our, one of our passions this year, a point of passion for us is the Next Generation Ministries. And we're thinking about how can we continue to make a difference. Um, this really got my attention after a few months ago, we had three fentanyl deaths in our community in, in one weekend, where, and they were all under the age of 21, and that just kind of rocked me. And I, I said, man, to, my, to myself, I just remember thinking, we, we, we've got to do something. We've got to do something. And so uh, this is a point of passion for us. And I told you last week, we're going to bring in one of the top public school speakers in America. And I could tell you how awesome he is. And, and we've worked with him a few times when we were in Alabama. We, I could tell you all of those great things. But I'm, I'm going to show you a video in just a minute. But I want you to know that, that there are over 9,000 middle school and high school students within the greater Wichita Falls area that we're going to be able to bring hope to in Jesus' name. And we're going to do it by partnering with Reggie Dabbs. So take a look at this video. I'm usually within eye shot of seeing the gymnasium fill up, the auditorium fill up. See, there's a kid that's gonna sit right here. He's gonna sit right here. It may be a boy, it may be a girl. They may have a mom and dad that love them. They may just live with their mom or just their dad. Or maybe one of their parents died of cancer. Or maybe they're in an abusive situation. Maybe they wish they didn't wake up this morning. My job with my words is to come sit by this kid and to tell him you can make it, to tell her you love, to let them know that tomorrow holds the answer to the problem that they're facing today. My job is to love your kids just the way they are. sneeze pretty women sneeze like <laughs> men are like <"Pah!" laughs> women cry pretty a man's like Arr! he makes everybody feel loved and wanted he changed my attitude I like that so much there's a few kids that you saw that had, had left the, the auditorium because they were so touched and moved by him Reggie really knows how to connect to the people who think that they're alone there's a bunch of other kids at my school that are going through stuff and I bet he could change their lives too. Uh, you know, Reggie has, has a, a way of not only impacting uh, the students, but also the staff, myself included. If you're a coach in this room, you're the only dad I have. You're the only dad I know. You're the only father figure I have. And it worked. Thank you. It may be a girl who believes in herself so much that she ends up finding and curing cancer. It might be a boy who believes in himself so much that he ends up curing like hunger in the world. It might be a girl who has a baby and her son grows up and becomes the next president. It might be in this very gym that there's one kid that can change the world. Some of you want to quit. Some of you wish you could die. Not today. Not on my watch. Come on, I love that. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Come on, church. Not on our watch. 
And that's just a little glimpse of, uh, just, just a quick update to just give you a little glimpse of, of what we're doing, how we're impacting the world for eternity. And I just, it's a reminder for us, it's a beautiful thing. Can we just rem, rem, be reminded this morning that when we all do a little, together we can do a lot. Come on, we can make a difference. We can see the world change. And, uh, and if you didn't have an opportunity to be part of that legacy offering last week, you weren't here, you can still be a part of that. In fact, you can, you can through the rest of the year and even through, uh, throughout the year, that fund stays open. You can, you can always give above and beyond your tithes and offering there to just help accelerate different projects that we have. But I just want to, just one more time, can we just thank God that we get to be a part of something like this? We're making a difference. Seeing lives changed for the glory of God. Amen. Well, before I get into the message, I just, uh, I, I want to just make sure you know everything that's happening across church life, uh, everything that's coming up. And the first thing that I want to tell you is Christmas Eve is coming, everybody. We are just uh, less than a week away. And in, in fact, in your seat is a pack of invite cards. Just be praying, asking God who he wants you to bring. Who does he want you to have sitting next to you? I talked to somebody this morning who said, I've got 12 people coming with me to church. Going to get to meet my family this coming week. And, th and then um, there's so many people that are uh, friends and neighbors and co-workers you just ask the Lord who he wants you to bring. And then go to cityhopefamily.com slash Christmas Eve. That's where you can, you can see the different service times. You can um, do the priority seating if, the, if you'd like to do that right there on the website. And then, of course, next Sunday, a week from today, is Sabbath Sunday. So no in-person service, no online service. We're, we're taking a Sabbath day, and that just means we resting. All right? We resting. All right? We're going to be... We're going to be in our PJs, all right? All right. And then 21 days of prayer and fasting comes up January the 8th. So we don't start it on the 1st because um, not everyone's back from vacation and back from uh, their, their, their trips or back in action. So we're going to start it on the 8th and go all the way through the 28th. And we tell you about it so far in advance because we want you to, we want you to ask God what he wants you to give up. What does he want you to set aside? for 21 days, and, and there will be people. We do 21 days of prayer at 6 o'clock in the morning every weekday, so Monday through Friday, 6 a.m., and this room will be, uh, it'll be almost as full as it is right now, if you could believe that or not. It'll be so full of people who are just going after the Lord, and then on Saturdays, it's 9 a.m., but what we're doing is we're setting aside some things. We're pushing the plate back. We're, we're saying no to social media. We're, we're saying no to... Uh, all of that, all of the Christmas goodies that we've got. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to say no, all right? So that's coming up beginning on the 8th. So if you got it, say, I got it. All right, good, good. All right, well, uh, I want to get into the message today and, and uh, just talk a little bit about, uh, from Matthew chapter 2, about the story of the Magi. So if you've got your Bibles, you can follow along there. Pull out your worship guides, your, your sermon notes, you can follow there. If you've got an iPhone, an iPad, or as always, you can follow along with your eyelids, however you'd like to do. Corny joke. All right. So, uh, so, that's, so Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2 is the story of the birth of Christ, and you can also find it in Luke as well, but it's the story of the Magi. Remember uh, the Christmas song, we three kings of Orient are, and then I don't remember anything else from that part. <laughs> Who, who's with me? Like, you know that part, and then the rest of it's like, 
travel so far. Uh, so it, I know last week I kind of burst your bubble uh, when I said, I, I saw eyebrows go up last week when I said Jesus isn't his real name. Some of you were like, I've been lied to all my life. Well, uh, I've got another one for you. There weren't three wise men. Actually, we don't know how many wise men there were. Let me say it that way. We assume there were three because they brought three gifts. But the Bible never explicitly says how many wise men there were. It only says the number of gifts that they brought. So there could have been 15 wise men, could have been three, there could have been five. We just don't know. When Matthew chapter 2, it says that they were following a star. Some translations call them astrologers. They, they were stargazers. They were following this star. And when they saw the star over the house, they were filled with joy. So they entered the house and they saw the child with his mother. So th th this also, um, if, you, if you read it, you'll, you'll understand entered the house means that they're not in the stable anymore. Okay, so this, the angels, the, the star is not hovered over the, the, the Bethlehem manger scene anymore. They're in a house, and the child is with his mother, Mary. And so when they came in, they bowed down, and they worshiped him. So, so then as they worship him, they open their, tre their treasure chests, and they give him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, this... This may not seem like much to us. This may just seem like, okay, it's gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We've heard sermons about it. We've, we've read stories about it. We've heard songs about it. But they don't realize how prophetic they're being in this moment. If, if you think about the gifts that they gave him, they were actually um, uh, uh, prophetic gifts of who he was or what he would experience in life. The gold, for example. Gold is a gift fit for a king, right? Well, that's, that's kind of interesting because Jesus was the king of the Jews, literally, but also the king of kings. So that, that was a perfect gift for him. Gold is the gift for a king. Well, they gave him frankincense. Well, what's frankincense? It's a, it was an incense that was offered up to deity. Well, that's the perfect gift for Jesus because he is the Lord of Lords. <laughs> he, he's not just the king of kings. He's the Lord of Lords. But then they gave him the gift of myrrh. Well, what's the big deal about myrrh? Well, myrrh was a burial spice. So in a way, they're almost predicting his future that, hey, we're giving you myrrh because you're not even going to have a proper burial. Are you, you see how God was working even in these gifts that they gave Jesus? So, so they give him gold, frankincense, myrrh, and then when it was time for them to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. And I just included this passage because... It reminded me how true it is that when we have an encounter with Jesus, we never leave the same way that we came. Oh, come on. That's a good place to say amen right there. When we, when we meet Jesus, we leave a different person than the one we came in. And that's, that's what I want for us today is that we would leave here different than the way we came. So, so think about this. Christmas is Jesus' birthday, right? Right? It's his birthday. Well, if it's his birthday, then why do we get all the gifts? You ever thought about that? It kind of sounds a little strange, like you show up to my birthday party, but I give you gifts. 
That'd be a little weird. It's his birthday, and, and we get all of the gifts. And so I want to talk today about what kind of gift could we give Jesus? What kind of gift would he want? What kind of gift do you give the king of kings? What kind of gift do you give the, the, like a, a God, a savior? What kind of gift do you give him? And I don't know about you, but I'm not a great gift giver. If you came to my house right now, our, our meek little Christmas tree that we have struggled to get up, <laughs> we, we just put our decorations up this week. We're not even finished. The tree barely has any ornaments on it, and there are zero gifts under the tree. Do you know why? Because I've already given them away. It's like I, they, I, I got them, and then I was like, hey, here's, here's your Christmas gift. <laughs> I'm a terrible gift giver, um, or, or I just don't know what to get people, and so I'm like, oh, well, what if they have that? I'm just not going to get that, and what do, you, what do you give somebody? It reminds me, when I was thinking about gift giving, it reminded me of the time that Boudreaux got Thibodeau a parrot, <laughs> got him a parrot for Christmas. He said, hey, Thibodeau, I'll give you this, this parrot for Christmas. He's like, all right. Thanks, thanks, Boudreaux. A couple weeks later, Boudreaux calls Thibodeau. Hey, man, how's that parrot? He said, oh, he was delicious. <laughs> he said, Thibodeau, you're not supposed to eat the parrot. He was a talking parrot, could, could talk five languages. He said, well, he should have said something. <laughs> Got to love Boudreaux joke. So, all right. So giving a gift can be a little bit, it can be, it can be a little tricky, especially if you're trying to give something to God, right? What, so here's the question of the day. What do you get God? What do you give to God that he doesn't already have? What can you give to God that he doesn't already have? What, what could he want? What do, you give, what do you give the one who created the universe? What do, you, what do you give the God who has everything? He's got the whole world in his hands, right? What do you give him? And so I believe there's one thing that he doesn't have. He didn't create, but he wants it. Think about that. I think there's one thing that he doesn't have. He, he didn't create it, but he wants it. And I, I can see your will spinning trying to figure out what is this one thing that he doesn't have, didn't create. And I believe it's my sin. He, did, he, doesn't, have my, he doesn't have sin because he's, he can't sin. God can't sin. He didn't create sin, but he loved us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to take on our sin, didn't he? That Jesus took on the sin of all mankind. He wants my sin. So here's the thought for the day, okay? It's, this is my sin, your sin, our mess-ups, our, 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 uh, our issues, how, how we've just blown it in our past. God wants that so badly, if you could believe it or not. And, and you don't have to fix your life before you come to Jesus. I'm so thankful for that, that I don't have to get my act together before I come to Jesus. That when I come to him, I can come to him with all my, all my issues, all my worries, all my anxieties, my dirt, my uncleanness, my, my fears. I can come to him with my brokenness. I can come to him messed up. And, and he doesn't say, what are you doing? But, and instead, he says, hey. I've always wanted that. That's, that's what I, I've always wanted. It was for you to give me your sin, for you to give me your life. And so in a world that's kind of, not kind of, in a world that is really focused on performance and, and 
a world that's focused on perfection, I think we need to be reminded today that God delights in showing mercy. He's not so concerned about you getting everything just perfect and right and crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. He delights in showing mercy, but we don't, that's hard for us to buy into. It's hard for us to believe because we, we, we strive for perfection. We strive to perform. We strive to get it right. In fact, even, even this morning when you got here, people asking you how you're doing. Oh, yeah, we're, we're good. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We, we know that you left the house later than you wanted to leave. You yelled at your wife, driving down the road as you hit the dog, ran two red lights, smacking the kids in the back. You were changing a dirty diaper in the back seat. We get it. We know. And then you got out of the car. Hey, good morning. Hallelujah. Good to see you today. We get it. Hey, you don't have to have it together for God to, to love you. Aren't you thankful for that? I'm so grateful for that. So we don't have to have it together first. And in fact, my, my prayer is sometime over this Christmas season, these next, this next week or so, that you would realize, that you would hear God say, hey, I've got something for you. If you'll give me your issues, if you'll give me your sin, if you'll give me what's going on in your life, I've got something in return. I, one of the things I love about this, the Christmas season is gift exchanges. Anybody like gift exchanges? I mean, I, I sort of like them. And I mean, like, like dirty Santas or, or white elephants, whatever you, want, whatever you call it. You do these gift exchanges. I feel like I do a pretty good job of bringing a gift you know what I mean? But I always end up with like finger puppets or something. <laughs> like, what's up with this? I, I, I brought it something decent. I'm walking away with a mullet wig. This isn't fair. <laughs> I've got shower steamers. Who wants shower steamers? I don't want shower steamers. I, I don't want a bath bomb. I want, I want something. I want that fuzzy blanket over there. That's what I want. You know what I'm saying? So here's the thing about, about gift exchanges is that when... When you exchange gifts with God, when you bring him your sin and your issues in life, when you exchange gifts with God, you always leave better than you came. You always get the better end of the deal. And so what I want to do today is I want to show you three things. This is the greatest gift exchange ever. That when you bring God your brokenness, your, your messed upness, your sin, your issues, when you bring him your life with all the stuff about it, he gives you three things in return. And I, I hope this speaks to you today. It's really simple. But the first thing is this. When you bring God your sin, he gives you salvation, which is a gift for your past. Some of you haven't experienced that yet. Some of you haven't experienced the gift of forgiveness. You're still trying to carry the weight and the sin and the shame and the guilt of everything that you've done in life. But Jesus has a gift for your past, a gift of forgiveness. Ephesians 2 says it this way, that God saved you by his grace when you believe. See, grace, the word grace here is unmerited favor. He saved you, not because you did anything to earn it, not because you deserved it. It wasn't anything that you could take credit for. It's just a gift from God. And I'm thankful for that gift. So, so if somebody gets you a gift, what do you say? Thank you, right? I mean, you get a gift, you go, hey, uh, how much do I owe you for that? No. 
Because if it's a gift, I don't owe you anything. I, I, I don't have to do anything in return if it's a gift. So if that's true, then why is it that we try to pay for our salvation? If it's a gift from God, why do we think we have to earn our salvation? Why do we think we need to pay God back for our salvation? We can't. We just need to remember it's just a gift from God. It wasn't anything that we did. We weren't good enough. We, weren't, we, we didn't do anything right to deserve it. It's just a gift from God that he longs to give us. And, and if you are weary from trying to serve God, it might be because you're doing it the wrong way. I remember in the first year of our church, there was a young lady who she, just, uh, she was talking about how exhausted she was from trying to live right. And I'm like, you're doing it wrong. It, it's... It's, it's not exhausting to live right. No, it's, man, it's the best thing ever. It like, I, I don't have to do this. I get to do this. Like, God, thank you that you took all my guilt and my shame and my condemnation. I can't believe that I have a future and a hope. Come on, somebody. Like, you've been so good to me. It's, 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 not, a, it's not a drag for me to do this. It's a joy. I get to serve you, God. And if, if you're having trouble serving God right now, it might be because you're trying to earn your salvation and you haven't just received it as a gift because 1 John says if we, if we confess our sins, so if we give God the gift of our sins, if we give him our sins, our issues, he gives us a gift. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from every unrighteousness, every impurity, everything of our past, and I'm thankful for that today. Aren't you thankful for the forgiveness of God, for the, for the past that he washes us clean of? Amen. So that's the first one, a gift of salvation, a gift from my past. Well, here's, here's number two, is I give him my, my mess. He gives me peace of mind, which is a gift for my present. It's a gift for right now. Uh, not only has he forgiven my sins, not only has he cleansed me, not only has he washed me clean, taken care of my past, but I don't have to live with turmoil in my mind today. Let me, let me say it this way. Some of you know someone. You know someone who is really struggling emotionally right now. Maybe, maybe they're in an emotionally dark place. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're the one who's struggling today. And, and you're here in body you're here today, but you can't really hear what I'm saying because everything that's going on in your mind. You're thinking, you're, you're ruminating about all of this stuff and the family issues and, and this family member said this and I thought we were going to have a peaceful Christmas this year, but now, now this person's not coming anymore and, and I, uh, this person said this to me and I don't want to see them at the family get together and I hope they, I, I hope they drive their car out in, in a ditch, right? That's what you're thinking. Maybe not, maybe not, but... For some of you, you're, I'm just trying to illustrate how your mind is just so fixated and, and you're in so much turmoil in your mind. It might be one of three things. One of three things might be causing that. The first thing is guilt. Guilt from your past. Maybe it's guilt from something you said, something you did. And you, you, you're just carrying this weight and this shame and this, this frustration of, of something from your past, something that you did, or maybe it's grief. You're, you're, you're grieving the loss of something, the loss of a relationship, the loss of a marriage, the loss of 
finances, the loss of a job. Maybe you're grieving the loss of, 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 of time away. I don't know, you, you grieve so many things. Maybe it's the death of a loved one. Or maybe it's a grudge. You're just holding on to something that you won't let go of. Someone offended you. Someone said something about you. They, they, they spoke ill of you, and you, you just decided, I'm not going to forgive them. I'm not letting go of that. I'm, I'm, I can't forgive that. And it's holding you down. And it's actually causing you turmoil in your mind. And I think, I think God would say to you today, hey, if you'll just give me the gift of your... If you, hey, if you'll give me your guilt... Oh, man, I will, I will give you a clean slate today. I will give you peace in your mind. If you would just give me the grief that you're going through right now, I've got, I've got peace that passes understanding and joy unspeakable. I'd love to give that to you today. If we'll, we'll, we can exchange gifts. If you'll give me the grudge that you've been holding on to, I can give you peace like a river. I can get, I, if, you'll, if you'll just give that to me, I promise you, the God of peace will be with you. And so... What does the Bible say about it? Well, John says, I'm leaving you with a gift, Jesus says. I've got something for you. It's the peace, gift of a peace of mind and heart. And, and the peace that I give is a gift that the world cannot give. Come on, somebody. This is something that the world can't give you, this kind of peace. The, you, you can try to find it in a pill, in a bottle, in a relationship, in a one-night stand by scrolling on the internet. You can try to find it, but you're not going to find this kind of peace. It only comes from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It only comes from the Prince of Peace. That's the one it comes from. So don't be troubled or afraid. Release it. Give it to God. And in exchange, He wants to give you. He wants, you to, give, wants to give you peace. And number three, the third thought is this. As you, as, as you give him your sin, your issues, he turns around and he says, hey, I've got eternal life for you. He gives eternal life, which is a gift for my future. I want you to hear that today. He's got a gift for your past. He's got a gift for right now. And he's got a gift for the days ahead. He's got a gift for your future. And, and here's the thing. All of us have eternal life. Don't get ahead of me. You, every one of you have eternal life. It's just that it's either in heaven or it's in hell. Like, we all have eternal life, but it's not to the same place. And it, it, it comes from a decision that we have to make. We have to decide in my heart. That Jesus Christ is the King of kings and he's the Lord of lords and he's the Lord of my life. And, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer in just a moment to make, to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life so that you can have eternal life. Your future can be secure in Jesus' name. But see, for some of us, we're plagued by uncertainty. We're worried about what might happen. We're worried about the fear. It's a fear of the unknown. It's a, it's a worry about what the economy might do or the election that's coming up or the, how's things going to work out at my job. Maybe it's a fear about where your kids are right now, what they're going through and what they're dealing with. Maybe it's a fear in your marriage. It's a worry. It's an uncertainty about the here and now. And if you let the world, the world will come all over you and weigh you down with worry. But Jesus reminds us that this 
world is not our home. We're just passing through. We've got to keep our eyes on eternity. Everything around us is temporal, but we're looking for the eternal. We're looking to heaven as our home in Jesus' name. We're looking to heaven. Looking to heaven. And Romans 6.23 just says it this way, that, that the wages of sin is death, but it's the gift of God that's eternal life. It's, it's a gift for my future. That my future is secure. And I, I know that like this message has been really simple. But I think sometimes God speaks the loudest through the simplest. He can use the simple things of the world to confound the wise. My prayer for you today is that... Um, that you would get to a place where you trust God enough to say, here's my junk. Here's my life. Here's my mess ups. Here's my sin. Here's my issues. Here's what I'm going through. And when you do, listen, when you give God those things, God doesn't say, what took you so long? God doesn't say, again? Really? God, God doesn't say, like, are we ever going to get past the same old things? God says, Jesus says, thank you. And this, this is what I've always wanted. This is what I died for. I've always wanted you to give me your sin, your issues, your mistakes. And, uh, hey, and I know it's my birthday, but I got a gift for you too. Here's forgiveness for your past. Here's peace of mind. Here's a future that's secure in eternity. I think that's what God wants for you today. Amen? Man, come on, let's give God thanks today. So thankful, Lord, so thankful. You settle our yesterdays. Hey, we serve a God who settles our yesterdays. He takes care of today, and he holds the future. Amen? Would you bow your heads with me today? Let me... Let me close this out with prayer. Let's just pray a prayer of thanksgiving. A prayer of thanks to God for what he's done for us. Lord, we, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, that you have, Lord, you've forgiven us. You went to the cross for us. You went to the cross so that we could know you, so that we could have relationship with you. But Jesus, you also went to the cross to forgive our sins, to forgive our past. We're thankful for that, God. We're thankful, Jesus, that you never left us. You never, you never forsake us. You're always there. And, and you offer salvation. Forgiveness of my past. Forgiveness of what I've done. Forgiveness of where I've been. Cleansing of my life. A fresh start. Lord, we're thankful for that. God, I thank you today for the gift of, of peace. You are the Prince of Peace. It's a gift for my present, Lord. That I, don't, I don't have to go through life just fumbling around and go through life uh, tormented in my mind and thinking about all the things that are wrong and all the things that could be, Lord. But you give me peace. You, you take care of my mind. You give me peace that passes understanding. You give us peace, Lord. We thank you for that, and we thank you for future. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that you have a... a, a, a plan for us, plans to prosper us, not to harm us, plans to give us a hope and a future. We're grateful for that today, Lord. And we just receive that in Jesus' name, a gift for our future, eternity with you. In Jesus' name, I pray that over every man, woman, boy, girl, every business owner, every, every 
dream teamer, every person who, who's in the sound of my voice today, every, every mom and dad. God, I, I just pray that over every one of us, that we would settle in to who you've created us to be, that we would give you every part of our lives today, even the ugly parts. We would offer it as a gift to you. In Jesus' name. And with your head still bowed, if, if you're here and, and you can't pray a prayer like that, you can't thank God today that your eternity is secure. You can't thank God that, that you, your sins are forgiven. You can't thank Him that you, you're washed clean, that you're made new, that you have peace in your life. You can't thank Him because it's not true for you. And I'm, I'm just asking if you would be bold enough today to say, I, I'm ready to go all in with Jesus. It, 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 it takes a decision. And you, you need to be bold about that decision today. That maybe you're here and maybe you're far from God. Maybe you're even a Christian and, and you've fallen away from God. Maybe you've never been a Christian. You've never, you've never had a relationship with God. But today, you're ready for the forgiveness of your sins, to, uh, for your past to be erased, and for your future to be secure. If you're ready to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, that's how it happens. You surrender to Jesus. If that's you, on the count of three, I want you to lift up your hand today and just say, that's me, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I want to embarrass you, but if that's you, boldly lift your hand. One, two, three. Come on, slip up your hand all across this place. Thank you. Thank you. I see you over here. Who else would say, that's me, Ben? I'm ready to go all in today. I see you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Who else would say, I'm going all in. I'm giving Jesus my life. I see you over here. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. I'm proud of you. Proud of every one of you. Every hand that's up. I'm so thankful for you. Amen. Let's pray this prayer together. Every voice in the room today, let's pray. Let's say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me. I receive your forgiveness will you cleanse me wash me make me new today I boldly confess you are my Lord and Savior and from this day forward I will follow you the best that I know how in Jesus name Amen Amen come on let's give God the best praise we can come on let's thank God today